Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Faith family, welcome back to another week of the podcast. We're glad you're joining us, and we're going to dive right into Romans 14. Yeah. I asked my daughter, I don't have a joke again, yes. it's totally my fault, Thank you, but I did, no, it's not Evelyn, it's oh, Maddie. Not. Thank mm-hmm. you, Maddie. Yeah, she uh, gave me permission, though, to borrow her joke book, you know, for this, so it's coming, <laughs> That's so good. it's coming, there's some good ones in there. Good. All right, so a uh, quick recap, we were in Romans chapter 14 on Sunday, and it was, it just felt like a, a good time to remind myself and the faith family about how are we going to handle ourselves when we don't agree on, mm-hmm. on matters? Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully it was productive for the church, for the kingdom. Um, but I want to bring up a question that you asked in the middle of the lockdown. So probably about a year ago, uh-huh. you posed this question to the elder board at the time. You said, what are we learning about our faith family through this lockdown that will help us shepherd more effectively when it's all over. Yeah. Remember that question? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if we ever got around to discussing it or not, but I did write an answer down and I actually have it sticking on a Mm. sticky note, which Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to tear it down now. It's done its purpose, but here's, here's what I wrote down about a year ago. Mm -hmm. I said, there are more and deeper non-biblical rifts under the surface than what we were aware of, which have caused an unbiblical friction, a non-Christ-like friction. Interesting. Yeah. And so that was my take about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And there's, I think, still some of that brewing under the surface in some ways, Um, you know, COVID-related stuff Mm -hmm. that's still lingering. But regardless of COVID, we, there's all kinds of non-biblical matters, opinions, like Mm -hmm. Paul calls them, that people have different opinions on. Yeah. And they're going to have different opinions on Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. And so uh, here's a question that came that came in uh, that I thought was a really good one. And so just to set it up a little bit, I used an illustration called uh, I used an illustration about national and state borders. Yeah, and that was a using, good illustration. Very, very helpful. OK, well, it wasn't original to me, no, so I can't take though. credit. No, you, but you gave credit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's helpful for me. But the the analogy illustration is that. Uh, some of these issues that we face are, are matters of opinion. And those are like state borders mm-hmm. that we cross easily and we don't think twice about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's other ones that are national borders. Mm-hmm. You, you need a passport yeah. and you need to have a lot of things lined up to go mm-hmm. into another country. Um, so those issues have to do more around the national issues are Jesus, salvation, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But but I thought this was an insightful question. Um And it said, you mentioned the difference between state borders and country borders, specifically that issues centering on Jesus and salvation being national country border issues. And the question is, are there any issues that don't center on Jesus and salvation that we should be thinking about as those national line issues Mm -hmm. and willing to quarrel over? Mm -hmm. So I have I have some thoughts, Mm -hmm. but I'll let you chime in. Well, just from recent, uh, some of our recent Bible studies together on Sunday, uh, the gender issue would be one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be one that's, uh, I, I mean, according to this questioner, 
the gender issue is a non-Jesus issue. Put that in quotes. Mm -hmm. It's a non-Jesus issue, but it's very, very important to bearing the image of God and potentially, um, potentially very destructive to the church if mm -hmm. we just decide that we're going to not read those scriptures mm -hmm. or, or reinterpret those scriptures. So let me play that out. So let's hypothetically say, it's probably not a hypothetical, but mm. hypothetically someone says, uh, I'm a practicing homosexual, Correct. I'm married uh, in a you know, homosexual mm. relationship, mm. but I love Jesus and yeah. his word and yeah. do... What, yeah. How so, so? How much of a national? Sure. Yeah. So uh, that is a real issue. So uh, next uh, next Sunday, Lord willing, uh, in the ABF hour with the Welcome to the Faith family class, we get to the point where we discuss the church discipline text. Why do we practice it? Why is it important? Mm -hmm. So, in that in that case that you just referenced, uh, our leadership would be prepared, of course, to move toward uh, repentance and uh, teach toward that and you know to work like a matthew was it like matthew 18 just mm -hmm. work down through matthew 18 for instance would be one of one of two or three texts or first corinthians 5 would be another one mm -hmm. so we would just simply work through those passages the best we could with a person and just uh, urge them toward righteousness according to the way in which we read the scriptures so you would drop the gloves and quarrel over gender we, issues we would have to yeah. yeah, with someone in the church. We would have to. What about someone outside the church? Can, you know, someone who says they're a Christian, yeah. right? But they're yeah. outside of your, you know, outside of this church and yeah. your shepherding, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, but remember several, several weeks ago on this podcast, I think we talked about the problem with, with the problem with asking that question is now we no longer have any jurisdiction, period. So no, we don't. Now it becomes an issue of you'll have to decide on how your fellowship's going to go with that person. But as far as getting them to turn, you don't have any leverage that the church has. The yeah. whole point of Matthew 18 and 1 Corinthians 5 is the church has incredible leverage, spiritual leverage over that soul. And that's why it can be carried out mm -hmm. regardless of response. Right. It has to be. That's our mandate in order to protect the holiness of, of the church. And that's clear from 1 Corinthians 5, for instance, with the imagery of leaven. Uh, yeah. Get out, you know, clean, cleanse out the old, all the leaven, mm -hmm. which is what we really are, is what Paul says. We are an, uh, an unleavened loaf, and so let's stay that way. Is what what he's kind of arguing. So that would be one of those non-Jesus issues. I think that's what this question would be talking yeah, about. Yeah, and so I think maybe the the difference of opinion would be, um, you know, let's just say there's a, another pastor of another church sure. that agrees yeah. that things differently yeah. than you. Yeah, do. one says homosexuality is fine according to their definition of you know they're in a they're in a relationship that's a covenant relationship. They love each other. Yeah, and that's okay. That kind of homosexuality is okay. Mm -hmm. We're reading that differently. So yeah, there's two different ideas on the text. Yeah, go ahead. Right, and you would just uh, disagree on whether or not that is like what kind of a boundary line that is. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah, I think for also, sure. And so this question came to me personally. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the way, one of the angles of it was how, how do we know what things to divide over? Yeah. Um, and, and not, yeah. especially if it's a not, you know, salvation yeah. gospel issue. Yeah. 
and, and one of my responses was um, with something like that, uh -huh. it, it says something about the way we read the scriptures. Yeah. And so I would hold an issue like that uh, in, in a high view, um, right at that national boundary line, mm -hmm. because it says something about the scriptures and its authority. Mm -hmm. And if you start playing too fast and loose mm -hmm. with things that are pretty clear yeah. in the Bible, yeah. then you can start playing pretty fast and loose with other things. Oh, yeah. So the slope that's, gets slippery that's good. real fast, which is why I would, that's, that's where my dander would get up like yeah. in another way. That's so, good. And, and believe me, when I say that uh, across Christendom, there's going to be so many different readings. So remember that ultimately what we're doing is we're saying our local church reads the Bible a certain way. Mm -hmm. And we do this because we think that that's in the scriptures. So let's use the example of, of someone's view on end times yep. versus okay. homosexuality. Good. I like so that. if I, I would not, I would not call someone who believed in amillennialism, I would not call them a sinner because mm -hmm. of their view on the end times. Mm -hmm. The reason is because there are good scriptures that they use to defend their view while I use other scriptures to defend my view. Mm -hmm. And so for someone who says there's really not a literal thousand year reign of Christ, I am not going to call that a national boundary mm -hmm. because the scriptures are not clear. And that's just the way it is. I yeah. mean, I, I'd like to think that the scriptures are very, very clear. And some of you, of course, you do. You have your view and and your, uh, your reading on that matter. And I, I would say to you, hold that. Hold it tightly. Just remember there's others that are going to hold just as tightly because of other scriptures. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between the way you were talking about the how do we read the Bible. Is there a violation of truth going on mm -hmm. with a different eschatological view? I would say that's not a violation of a violation of scriptural authority in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's because of studying church history, the, the number of people that have gone in different directions with those things and still clung to the Bible, mm -hmm. which is different from someone reading Paul and saying, Paul no longer speaks truth because the culture has moved. Yeah, that's a whole. So those would be two really different angles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it is. And I really think that's something that's helpful to get clarity in my own mind over is what is. How, how am I reading the Bible and what's its place in my life? Mm -hmm. um, and to take something that is clear from multiple texts in the Bible and mm -hmm. to say, no, that's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big deal. As opposed to like what you're saying, texts, issues yeah. that mm -hmm. they're not clear. There's limited, you know, passages about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paul maybe says something that Peter, you might read a little differently mm -hmm. or James. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you have to yeah. have some some grace in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Well, that kind of leads us into the, the next and, and final question here. So is there a danger in welcoming brothers and sisters who think differently than you or people who are too different than you on some of these opinionated matters? And then if so, is there any wisdom in knowing when you need to break fellowship? So is there any danger in fellowshipping, having those relationships, those connections with people who are too different than you or not? So there's always a danger. Uh, I'm just thinking about that word. There, we've said this, we said this not that long ago, that there, mm -hmm. there is a no, uh, there's no 
risk-free zone to live the spiritual life. Yeah. So you're in a church, so just know that there's always a danger. So that's the first thing is to say, yes, uh, there's always a danger. So I guess the, the, the answer to that question is, mm-hmm. yes, it is potentially dangerous when we're uh, being, uh, when we're rubbing shoulders with folks of all kinds of different opinions on all kinds of things. Personal danger. The danger, yeah, the danger is that, um, and the word wisdom, I think, was in there as well. The danger is that we might not have the wisdom we need to decide on whether this is a harmless opinion difference mm-hmm. or is this leading me to doubt my faith or to turn away from Scripture in a particular way. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yes, it is It is dangerous. The other side of that is um, if we are dealing with the truth of Scripture, mm-hmm. God, I believe that God will guide you uh, to truth. I believe that with all my heart. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe he'll protect you. I think we pray toward that end. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil is one of the offshoots of that prayer. I think one of the benefits of praying that prayer. So uh, there is a danger. The last part of that question, though, like you were saying earlier, we, we mm-hmm. kind of were trying to answer, and that is, how do you know? Is that how that went, that last question? Uh, yeah. How do you know? Or... Yeah, is there any wisdom in knowing maybe when you need to break fellowship? Well, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're dealing with a professing Christian in the church, in the faith family, let's mm-hmm. keep it there, and you know that they are disobeying God's word. They're disobeying God's word. It's not a, a peripheral issue. They're violating the text. Mm-hmm. then as a Christian in a local faith family, it is our obligation to turn the brother from or sister from that sin. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's at the end of James, for instance, at the end of James's le- little letter. That's Matthew 18, 1 Corinthians 5. It's our obligation to do that. Yeah. So the question is, are you dealing with someone who's actually violating the scriptures? Not a matter of interpretation, uh, like the eschatological, you know, which is Jesus coming back before, mm-hmm. during, or after the tribulation, or is there any tribulation? It's not. Right. It's not that. That's an interpretation of some very difficult texts that have been hotly debated throughout church history, mm-hmm. and good saints are on all sides of that. It's not that. It's yeah. it's a clear issue in Scripture where God says holiness avoids this. Mm-hmm. And do you have that? And if you have that and you're, in, you're, you're talking about mingling with a faith family member, it's your opportunity to go to that person and kindly confront them and then go from there, depending on the response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the distinction between Romans 14 and Galatians 2 is helpful yeah. because the, there were some of the same issues being debated. Yeah. But in Rome, they were it wasn't as big of a deal because they kind of had an understanding that they were opinions. Um, And so Paul addresses the Romans Mm -hmm. much differently than the Galatians. Whereas the Jewish Christians in Galatia are attaching circumcision to salvation. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's destructive. Yeah. Because they, in Galatians, they were getting a start in the spirit, but they were continuing in the flesh Mm -hmm. or according to their efforts and works. Right. That's not, we don't see that so much here in, um, in Romans, Mm-mm. we do, yeah, we do not, yeah, yeah, and then also just the only thought that popped into my mind while you were talking too is is recognizing that these are the conversations or things we need to be thinking about with people who profess to be followers of Jesus, 
and those who don't, the rest of the world, it's a totally different, it's a non-issue. Moot point. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not, according to first Corinthians five, again, at the end of that passage, we're not supposed to be judging the outsiders. Mm -hmm. I thought what was helpful, you know, from, from all of this discussion was once again, to think about the uniqueness in a faith family. It's not in chapter 14. I think it's later on in the, in the book, maybe the next chapter, but in chapter 14, uh, you'll notice that the faith family is divided into weak and and then it just leaves it. The implication is that the opposite of weak is strong in yeah. 14. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. in two, in verse 2, one person believes he may, eat, he may eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. You folks know how I feel. And uh, you, know, you might remember how I feel about vegetables. So I always smile when I read that. And of course, they're weak if they're only eating vegetables. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, it is a great reminder of who we are in the faith family. We have weak and we have strong. We have weaker brothers and we have stronger brothers. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating to me is even saying that we we cannot judge on the basis of those titles. Mm -hmm. well, I'm, well, I'm the stronger and they're the weaker. That That's actually the opposite direction of the heart of 14. Mm -hmm. So I find that very, very interesting that, uh, you know, here we are together in a faith family that is so diverse that the the strength of our faith varies from person to person, which is why we have to be so careful not to judge. Mm -hmm. And then the strength of this was so interesting that the judging of the person was equal to despising them. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought was so powerful. It's like, wow, if your opinion is different from mine and I judge you, remember the, the, the meaning of that is I'm judging you to be in sin and to be irretrievable. Mm -hmm. You are irretrievable. I'm writing you off spiritually. Yeah. And that's equal to despising you, which is exactly the opposite of loving them. Mm -hmm. So that that challenge for a faith family is really uh, kind of almost like a super glue that keeps a diverse people mm -hmm. in the fellowship. Together. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a powerful text. Um, yeah. And it's just loaded. So. Don't despise. Don't judge. Yeah. Well, Walk in love. Yeah, welcome, welcome them. them. Yeah. It and was the, later in 14. And the reasoning. God yeah. welcomes them. Yeah. God's welcoming that person with a different opinion. So he, God's okay with them. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm going to say, uh, keep your distance. Yeah. Uh, and boy, in our small group on Sunday, uh, Sunday late afternoon, early evening, we talked a lot about how difficult that is because we, we are masters at turning the state lines into, into international. Uh, yeah. We're masters at doing that. We do it with proof text. We reason somehow that the person is sinning. And therefore, we have to get, I mean, it's it's yeah. amazing to watch the mind work yeah. mm -hmm. in church. Yep. Um, and then the, the the need for humility is so strong. And uh, yeah. one verse that I didn't bring up, but uh, Matthew 7, where Jesus says, you don't judge your brother. Take yeah. take take get the, the log yeah. out of your own eye get it out. Uh, while you're trying to correct your brother's spec. And, yeah. and just, you know, there's so much wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. But it's hard because we're, we... I think another uh, just aspect of being human is that we we're gra we gravitate towards people who think like us. Yeah, because ultimately and, we're self-centered. Yeah. We're the ones that are right. So let's find, you know, everybody that agrees. Yeah. And it's like we, we also look to be against somebody. Mm -hmm. We like having yeah. an enemy or yeah. an opponent. And yeah. so when someone thinks differently, they're on the other side. Yeah. And I'm I sometimes we push people to the other side, even though they might... <laughs> Might not be. Who knows? I am deeply flawed at the heart, according, yeah. to, according to scriptures. 
which is why a text like this is necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a lot of, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun when it works out. You know, yeah, it's good. Faith when family's you can come great. together with a you know a group of people who are yeah. different than you. Yeah, you appreciate things about them that that you don't have. Yeah, it's a really good thing. It is. All right. Well, Randall. Yes. Um, I was here just along for the you, ride today. You give vegetables such a hard time. But oh my word. Let me. Oh my word. Let me confess for you. When <sighs> we do lunch together, yeah, he gets salad. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. I do with vegetables. It's a it. vegetable salad. Yeah, because you have to. I'm told you have to do it. Yeah. Well, who's telling you? Probably Eric. Jen. Not God. Probably Eric and Jen. He says eat things besides vegetables. I know. I'd love to prove text to both of them. <laughs> but all right, we're gonna get out of here. Split. All right. Thanks for joining us, Randy. It's been fun, and yeah. we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.